We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Police in Memphis have held a press conference where they've given a few details about uh, what is now confirmed to be the body of the uh, woman who was abducted on Friday, Eliza Fletcher. She was jogging. Uh, Weird to me, she was jogging at 4 a.m. on the University of Memphis campus. Uh, It's sad we live in a society now where uh, women have to be, well, everyone, everyone has to be. It used to be, you know, it was unwise for women to be alone in places where they could be abducted, like this uh, unfortunate woman was abducted. Now, I'm not sure it matters now. Now you can come across a crazed person uh, intent on doing you harm or who uh, maybe in this case, I don't know, this case was planned or if this was a spur of the moment thing, but it's very, very sad that a mother of two is dead, and these kinds of things happen all over the place, and a lot of times they happen and we never hear about it uh, because it doesn't captivate our interest. But when it's uh, someone who's an heiress to a billion-dollar fortune, of course we're going to hear about it, and um, we'll hear more, I'm sure, in weeks to come. We had a man shot last night uh, near Polaris. That might have been somebody looking at a gun, messing around with a gun, and then self-inflicted. Uh, we had a shooting at a Dairy Queen in the Northland area on Labor Day weekend. Adrian Marcus Carr. Police found him lying in the parking lot of a Dairy Queen Sunday afternoon. 33-year-old, found at about 10 till 4, died shortly thereafter. They have a suspect, but no arrest as of yet. So we had, I told you in the first hour, we had a woman who was abducted in downtown Columbus on Sunday morning. Crazy guy with a gun, pounds on the hood of her car. He's got a gun. He shoots, a, shoots it into the air. He gets in the car. She's in the car. She calls police. Thankfully, she was found, and she was unharmed, and he was caught. But it um, that could have ended very, very, very badly. Uh, and thankfully, it did not. Now, the New York Post was the first to report about the Hunter Biden laptop, and uh, they suffered a lot of consequences for it. They were banned from posting anything on social media. They have doggedly stuck with this story and have broken news on this story uh, throughout the term since, the 19 months since. This was kept from the American public, and I firmly believe and will always believe, and I don't know if history will give us an accurate rendering on this or not. I firmly believe if the Hunter Biden laptop story had been reported as it would have been reported 
in the advance of any presidential election prior to 2016? Well, that's an interesting question. Would they, if there had been something as incriminating of Barack Obama as there was incriminating of Joe Biden, would it have been reported in the weeks before a presidential election? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Had it been Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., (laughs) Melania Trump, Ivanka Trump, Tiffany Trump, or uh, anyone who could have been tied to Donald Trump, it would have been trumpeted throughout the headlines everywhere. You know that. You absolutely know that. And that's the problem. I will firmly believe always that if the Hunter Biden laptop story had been reported fairly, Joe Biden would never have become president. Donald Trump would have been president. But who was the crazy atheist guy who we quoted? Richard Harris? I forget his name. Anyway, he said, ah, I didn't care if Hunter Biden had the corpses of children in his basement. This was Hunter Biden. It wasn't Joe Biden. And I know it looks like a conspiracy to keep Donald Trump from becoming president. And yeah, it was. But that that was worth it. Because whatever, he said this, whatever Hunter Biden did, whatever Joe Biden did, it's infinitesimal compared to what Donald Trump, what we know, he said, what we know Donald Trump has done. What do we know that Donald Trump has done? Aggravate people, drive them crazy, inflict Trump derangement syndrome on them. We know all that. But in terms of Donald Trump being criminally guilty of some kind of major violation of the law, have they ever gotten anything on the man in New York, federally, national, anywhere, anything? No. No. They're still trying. They're still trying. Likewise, the New York Post is still trying to bring the Hunter Biden laptop story to the attention of the American people. It would, you would think, be a lot easier now that the Washington Post and the New York Times have confirmed that the Hunter Biden laptop was indeed Hunter Biden's laptop. That it had videos of him smoking crack. Imagine, just imagine, if Donald Trump Jr. was on video smoking crack, having sex with a prostitute. Imagine the fallout for Donald Trump and his political future. If, if they had one instance of that. We have multiple instances of that with Hunter Biden. What else do we have? We have... Proof that he falsified a federal gun registration form and disposed of a gun in a dumpster behind a public school. We know that. Did you know that? If you didn't know that, it's because Hunter Biden did it, not Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. We had one of Hunter Biden's business partners, guy who flew around the world with him, guy in on the most intimate details of Hunter Biden's deals with Ukrainian energy people, Chinese energy people. We had one of Hunter Biden's associates sit across from Tucker Carlson, not only on the night of a presidential debate, in the same location as a presidential debate, and tell the story of Hunter Biden's involvement, chapter and verse, and that Joe Biden was supposed to get a cut of all the deals. And none of the reporters except Tucker Carlson showed up to listen to what Tony Bobulinski said. And now we know, and now we know, that the FBI did interview Tony Bobulinski that 
partner of Hunter Biden's, after that night, on October 23rd, 2020. The election was what? November November 6th? November 6th? The final debate, two weeks before? Bob Alinsky's there. He's talking to Tucker. He's telling him the whole thing. FBI interviews Tony Bobolinsky the next day. Bobolinsky, according to the New York Post, Miranda Devine writing, gave the FBI the contents of, gave the FBI the contents of three cell phones containing encrypted messages between Hunter and his business partners, along with emails, financial documents detailing the Biden family's influence peddling operation in foreign countries during Joe Biden's vice presidency. Where is that evidence? Where is that evidence from those three encrypted cell phones? Well, where's Hunter Biden's laptop? They asked Christopher Ray that, the FBI director, when he was in front of, I think it was a House subcommittee, maybe a month ago. Christopher Ray's like, I don't know where it is. I don't know. You know, we've been moving some stuff around, redecorating. I came in. <laughs> Comb me out. I'm in. You know, ah, box. Is, it bo- is, that your, is that Hunter's laptop? Is that my laptop? I don't know. What happened to that laptop? They don't know. They don't know where Hunter's laptop is. They won't tell you where it is. They know where it is. Probably under some super secret lock and key so nobody who's not a partisan hack doesn't get a hold of it and use it against Joe Biden. When Bobolinsky went to the FBI's Washington field office 11 days before the 2020 presidential election, he was told not to walk in the front door, but to drive into an underground parking garage at the back of the nondescript eight-story building in northwest D.C., one mile from FBI headquarters. He's lucky he didn't get whacked. He's lucky he didn't end up dead, Tony Bobolinsky. He was met by James Dawson, then special agent in charge of the Criminal and Cyber Division, and FBI supervisory special agent, Julio Arseni. I love this. According to Miranda Devine, they turned him over to two younger agents who conducted the videotaped interview and provided a receipt for Bobolinsky's digital data. So this guy's got inside intimate information on the vice president of the United States who's running for president in 11 days and his crooked business dealings with foreign enemies through his son. And they farm the interview out to a couple younger agents. That tells you how seriously they took it. Ah, do you want to do this? You're the head of cyber crime. He's got all this on his encrypted phones. He's got it on his laptops. Sounds like something we should handle. No, no, I have a luncheon appointment. Let's let the younger guys handle it. Complete joke. And we're supposed to believe, we're supposed to believe that MAGA Republicans are the threat to America? The people who want to, need I, need I tell you one more time what MAGA stands for? Make America great again. Well, the people who want to make America great again are the problem. Not the people farming out the investigation of Dirty dealings by the vice president, soon to be the president. Not the guys farming it out to the younger age. They're not the problem. Now, lest you think that the New York Post is the only media entity digging into the Hunter Biden laptop and finding uh, new and more nefarious things, uh, well... 
I have a story for you from yahoonews.com that goes off in another area of the Hunter Biden laptop that I am absolutely positively certain the House will look into if, in fact, the Republicans win control of the House. If we win control of the House and the Senate, there's going to be a real delicate tightrope to be walked because the Hunter Biden laptop story purposefully kept from the American people in advance of the 2020 presidential election, so so Joe Biden could be elected, is a story of national security interest. It will be portrayed when the House looks into it, and if the Senate is controlled by Republicans, the Senate as well. It will be portrayed as political persecution of Joe Biden, as them... uh, trying to embarrass him, that this has nothing to do with the things the country uh, is most concerned about. Well, uh, I don't think that's true because I think people have a right to know if their president is being controlled by the puppet strings of the Chinese Communist Party or if all the money that we're pouring into supposedly the Ukrainian war effort against Russia is actually making it into arms being given to Ukrainian citizens to fight for their country's freedom. Ukraine is a very corrupt country. It is highly possible, leaning toward probable, that much of the money we are giving Ukraine to buy weapons is not all going to buy weapons. And so I think the challenge for Democrats in a media environment where nothing they do is portrayed honestly will be to investigate these things and to not have their methods questioned and misportrayed to the extent that the American people believe that they're just on a witch hunt. Because the more I read this involved reporting from the New York Post and from yahoonews.com, the more it is inarguable that there is plenty there to substantiate, at the very least, an investigation into Joe Biden and to Hunter Biden. We were talking before the break about Tony Bobulinski, the guy who the night of the final presidential debate sat down with Tucker Carlson and said, I'm a business partner of Hunter Biden's. We had a deal. I get this much. He gets this much. And 10% to the big guy. Who's the big guy? The big guy's Joe Biden. Joe Biden getting money from Chinese energy interests and Ukrainian energy interests. So I told you Tony Bobulinski was told, hey, you know, eh, we're the FBI. Come talk to us. Don't come to our regular building. and Don't go through the front door. Somebody might be watching. We don't need video of you coming into the FBI headquarters after you blew the whistle on Joe Biden. Come to this kind of remote FBI building and come around to the back. I would have have not done that. That would have seemed like a scene right out of the Americans where you end up cut into pieces, put in a suitcase, and carried out of the hotel. But Tony Bobulinski avoided that fate. He said he was told during his FBI interview by the guy who just retired from the FBI, who sounds like the former NFL quarterback but isn't, Timothy Thibault, not Tim Tebow, not the Tim Tebow who prays on the field after touchdowns, a different guy, a much more more awful guy, Timothy, I'm going to say Thibault because it's T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T, Thibault. 
and I know I'm mispronouncing it, but I don't want you to get confused with the former Florida Gator Heisman Trophy quarterback. Bobolinsky and his lawyer were given Thebo's cell phone number and told that he would be their, quote, point man at the FBI thereafter. That night, Bobolinsky's lawyer phoned Thebo, who said, oh, hold on, I will soon advise on next steps. But neither Bobolinsky nor his lawyer was contacted again. Nor was Bobolinsky brought before a Delaware grand jury investigating Hunter Biden. Now, why would you want the business partner to come before the grand jury? What utter nonsense this is. In the same month Bobolinsky's FBI interview, a then, then special agent in charge, Thebo, ordered that the investigation into Hunter Biden's alleged criminal, financial, and related activity be closed. The same month, October of 2020, before the election, Thebo ordered the matter closed without providing a valid reason, as required by FBI guidelines. Thebo subsequently attempted to improperly mark the matter in FBI systems so that it could not be opened in the future. If this guy does not go behind bars for a long, long time, well, you'll know it stinks. Now to the Yahoo News story. So there's this guy from China named Patrick Ho. <laughs> H-O, a short, pudgy man, affectionately known to friends. Oh, this sounds very affectionate. Affectionately known to friends as Fat Ping. Apparently they're not very good friends, or they're not politically correct. He was arrested in the fall of 2017 at JFK Airport in New York City. Trump is president, one year in. This guy flies into New York. The feds grab him. He's charged with a plot to dole out millions of dollars in bribes to African leaders in exchange for major energy contracts coming from the Chinese government. Guess who he called? Guess who he called when he got arrested by the feds? His first call was to James Biden, brother of Joe Biden. The president's brother later told the New York Times, not the Post, the Times, that he believed the call was intended for his nephew, Hunter Biden. Now the laptop, verified by the New York Times and the Washington Post, shows a high-dollar money trail that flowed from Chinese interest to Hunter Biden and James Biden. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable how corrupt this is. And the press is like, eh, I see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Have no Trump as president. I mean, come on. Hunter Biden's on tape bragging to his slutty prostitutes about Patrick Ho saying he is, quote, literally the effing spy chief of China. He later refers to another guy who's giving the money as the richest man in the world. He's on tape. Hunter Biden is on tape talking about these Chinese guys. Yahoo News is reporting it. Is it all over everywhere? No, of course not, because it looks bad for Hunter Biden and it looks bad for Joe Biden.